The secret of the Chapel of Scales has finally been discovered and Octavia stands face to face with an ancient blue dragon. What will she learn from this new acquaintance? Will she survive the encounter? And on a scale of Puff the Magic to Smog, where will this dragon fall? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm your resident Dragon Master, <laughs> Austin. <laughs> if you like what you hear in the next hour or so, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. It's really a great way for us to get higher in the charts and grow our audience and find more listeners like you. Another great way for us to grow is by you sharing us with your friends. So please do just that. So before we get into the actual episode, we'd like to give a shout out and share a short promo to uh, another D&D podcast we've had the pleasure of interacting with called Sacrosanct. So give them a few seconds of your time, and if it sounds like something you'd be interested in, head on over and give them a few more. You can find them on social media at SacrosanctRP. So here you go. An invitation to the meeting of the worthy came to each of them mysteriously, an opportunity to join the hero's games. But they were not the intended recipients because they're not heroes. When the night takes a grisly turn and they're caught in the mess, what will they do to prove they're not also the villains? Sacrosanct is an LGBTQ plus friendly, narrative-based Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast set in a Forgotten Realms alternate reality where the world of Faerun is in shambles following the collapse of the gods. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my gosh, like my, I'm tingly. I'm just... You're tingly. I'm super ready to talk to this dragon. I mean, I'm terrified. to talk to this dragon. I'm terrified, but I'm dragon. so excited. Dragon. 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 Ronald Dragon. <laughs> oh my Dra gosh. <laughs> Dronald oh my, Dragon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow that would be an interesting npc yeah probably would be but would love to see that let's go all right all right you ready yes sir let's play some dungeons and dragons we're in a dungeon and i'm talking to a dragon isn't that the best yes there are both dungeons and dragons in this Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Huzzah. I know. I'm very so, excited. I wanted Dungeons and Dragons. Because too often in D&D, there are no dragons or dungeons, mm -hmm. proper dungeons. Mm -hmm. I like both of those things. Mm -hmm. Same. And so, we have them in the same episode, even. It's so not even a, like... This is a dragon dungeon. Yeah. It's not even just like oh, here's a dungeon over here and a dragon over here. Here is a dragon in a dungeon. Dragons everywhere. All right, so you found but yourself. But not a drop to drink. <laughs> you 
made your way, got all the keys, all four mm-hmm. keys. You opened the door, you went into this room, which looked surprisingly like the room once you had saw in your dream. Mm-hmm. But it was blue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Within uh, the dragon head, you found a belt mm-hmm. with a blue gemstone in it. And staring into this gemstone, you were seemingly taken into another place, mm-hmm. another dimension, another plane, somewhere else. That is nothing but blue darkness. And mm-hmm. you have just been approached by a massive blue dragon. Oh my gosh. Who stands before you towering, gleaming scales, claws the size of like your arm. Uh huh. Wings oh just like folded neatly on its back. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Head sort of craning down to look at you with its beady black eyes. Mm-hmm. They're beady, but there's an intelligence behind them, and it's got this big old horn protruding out of the front of its nose. Mm. It is a giant blue dragon staring down at you, and you've just introduced yourself. <sighs> Yes. As Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. Yes. It looks at you for a few seconds. Then it says, What are you? You don't look like an elf. I am not an elf. My parents are human. Humans? Hmm. I should like to see more of these humans. You don't seem as pretentious. As those elves could be. I am not particularly book learned. My schooling has not come from teachers in the traditional sense. Hmm. Tell me, Octavia, the human. It's been many years since I've been informed on the comings and goings of the land above. What's what's going on in Moir? What's the news? I'm very curious. Well, I have introduced myself, good dragon, sir, ma'am. I would love to know what your name is. It cranes its head down even lower and sort of takes a step forward to meet you almost face to face in it looks, blinks a few times and says my name is Fulmis, the blue obviously ma'am is fine but tell me Octavia what's been happening? humans, when did humans arrive? last I saw there was nothing on Moir but elves and monsters there are still elves and monsters ma'am But other beings, other races have come to grace the shores of Moir, and they have been here for thousands of years. Mm, Has it been that long? It has. Uh, Time flies when you're in prison. Where are we? Where is a sort of a metaphysical question. I don't believe we are anywhere in particular. When are we, rather, then? Uh, Well, we are here and now. 
this isn't so much a physical existence as it is a, a way for me to interact with you in a manner which your mind can comprehend. So why did you reach out to me? Ah, I didn't reach out to you. You reached out to me. It's been a long time since I've had the pleasure of conversing with another individual. I'm not going to be picky now. Beggars can't be choosers and all that. I've been in here for quite some time. I've never seen anyone of your ilk before. You say others have made their home on Moir. Tell Mm -hmm. me. Tell me what's been happening. What's the news? I'm sorry, ma'am. I don't... I did not mean to reach out to you. I don't know if this conversation is something that I willingly entered into. I would much prefer to be back in the physical form that I embody back in the physical plane where I know that body is. Tell me, Octavia, are there dragons where you come from? Of sorts. Oh, really? What sorts are these? They say they are your descendants. Those born of the draconic bloodline. They live far, far to the east in the parch of a kingdom of their own. Uh, Those don't sound like real dragons to me. Tell me... Are there any like me above? And if I say yay and if I say nay that there are dragons above, what is it to you? Are you simply looking for news? Or are you simply trying to grab a firmer grasp on the plane of the material? Because ma'am, as far as I know, you were never a friend of us mortal creatures. And so I should not trust you. And if you want something, if you want something and that infor- and that want being information, and I have the bargaining chip, as it were, because I have that information, I don't know why I would give it to you. <laughs> You're very defensive, Octavia. Interesting. Yes, I feel maybe if you met a creature who was thousands of years older than you and many times as big than you. I don't know what that creature would be. Maybe you would be in the similar position as I. I might suggest you have some deference for those much more. Uh, how do I say this without sounding condescending? Well, let's just face it. We are very different, you and I. Oh, I do not doubt that, and I do not doubt your abilities, ma'am. And I do not doubt that you are strong, both of body and of intellect and mind and magic. That I do not doubt in any way, shape, or form. Don't let my comments come off as any disrespect to the power that you either currently or have wielded. Well, you could have fooled me, but let me... Just say, I come not as a foe, not as an adversary. I come as a being who has been trapped beneath the ground for 
countless time. I'm merely curious about the land where once I walked free. How are things going? What has happened since my time? From my understanding, you are trapped here by the will of the three. Our gods. So, in that instance, any information I give you is information that they have not deemed you worthy to receive, ma'am. I feel as though it is inappropriate for me to be a liaison between you and the physical world when that relationship between you and the physical world is not blessed by the three. So they're still around, hmm? Yes, (sighs) ma'am. Of course. I should have known as much. I mean, they are gods, so... Are they? Or is a god what you make of it? Well... Tell me, what have the three done for you, Octavia? They have given me power beyond my birth. And what has this power gotten you? Hmm? Nothing but tragedy. Hmm, funny. Yes? Well, not really, because it's tragedy, but I guess on the other side of the tragedy coin is indeed comedy, if we're doing the whole traditional Greek theater trope. I guess ironic maybe would have been the better word. There we go. (laughs) The hands of these divine have brought you nothing but trouble. I feel like you and I may have more in common than you think, Octavia. These three. You, I'm sure you've heard stories if you've come here. If you're standing before me, you may know what I am. You may think you know why I am in the situation that I am in. That these three decided that this was the fate befitting for me because of my apparent sins against their creation. Are you not a created being? Saying I'm not saying that I'm not. I'm merely saying that you may think me to be evil, to be a foul creature hell-bent on destruction, domination, tyranny. Let's just say it's all a matter of perspective, Octavia. So tell me your story. Why are you here? I am here because your three sought sought to put me here because some of my kind, my brethren, felt that they were not fitting to rule over what they had abandoned, that things would be better managed by those who actually were present in the world, by those who understood what needed to be done, by those who could actually enact change, and not by those sitting in some ivory tower watching down, not deigning to interact, not deigning to offer guidance or suggestion, a helping hand, pointing in the right direction. So you did not enter into these 
suggestions. You keep mentioning your brethren. So who are these brethren then? Um, my brethren suffer the same fate as me. And yet, from my understanding of history, though I be no scholar, from my understanding, you are a dragon. Your brethren of the chromatic sense ward with those of the metallic, so you turned on your own kind, if my understanding of history is accurate. Sometimes freedom and justice must be paid in blood, Octavia. The blood of your own brethren. Well, if your family were to stand in the face of what you believed were right and true, would you not view them as enemies? I would view them as mistaken and do everything I could to mercifully speak to them. I would not strike them down. And if they raised a sword against you? I would raise a shield. And that is why you will not amount to anything great in this world, Octavia. I do not hope to amount to anything great, ma'am. Well, then perhaps I'm talking with the wrong individual. You may Please be. find me someone who has some ambition. Because let me tell you, Octavia, though I am trapped here, I do not... I am not powerless. I can offer certain advantages, certain strengths to those who may wield my prison. But it seems that you may not be inclined to take that which I have to offer. Seems you don't want the power to make the world a better place. I did not necessarily say I don't want to make the world a better place, but I do not have ambitions in the world the way of like world conquering that I have only known your kind to seek after. You have said you are not willing to do what must be done. I do not think that the ends justify the means. I do not think that one can justify murder per se for a just result, because by that extension, there is no justice. Hmm. Well, we may see things differently, Octavia. I but would not I have a that. feeling that you have much in store, that you have a long path laid out ahead of you. I can feel it. And that perhaps you will come around to see it from my point of view. Things may not be as black and white as you wish them to be, Octavia. Oh, I do not think that things are black and white, ma'am. Don't ever think that I am under some presumption that there is only good and evil, that there is only the just way and the wrong way. Everyone who acts is a person and has a multitude of reasoning behind their actions. Ma'am, I don't even doubt necessarily that you are wholly evil, even though from everything that I've been taught... Your kind meant to purge my kind from this place. But life is hard. Mm. I don't think that anyone is 
ever irrevocably good or ever irrevocably bad. There is a lot to say about how someone grows from a situation and I don't want you thinking, ma'am, that I only ever see something in black and white because I would have miscommunicated my point of view if that is the way that you view me. Hmm. I've lived for a long time. I don't I've doubt seen many it. things. Seen many people, many mm-hmm. people who thought as you did. They're ah. all dead now. I am sure. That but is the way of things. I didn't mean to purge this land. Not of all life, anyway. But. So, what did you mean as to do? Usher in some other monsters who wanted to rule over this land? Was it what? uh, A side effect of opening a portal to let other beings rule this place? You really think yourself that much more righteous than I? No, I'm just doubting your own choices. How long? How how old are you, Octavia? I am not yet 30. I don't mean to demean because of age, but I have lived for hundreds and thousands of years, if we're being honest, and I feel my You look fantastic. Might have. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. I have been getting a long beauty sleep. I didn't I don't mean to purge this world of life, but if you have a an inf- Infection, a cancer in your body. Is it not best to cut it out? To excise it? To cast it into the fire to be cleansed? That is all we meant to do. To take the world that I have seen that you have not. What you know of it you've learned through... I'm not entirely sure how you know what you know, but... I've seen it firsthand. I lived it. I think equating a cancer of the body to sentient life filled with a soul, it's, it, it, it is an apt, it, it is an analogy. It is not an apt analogy because one is flesh and one is a person and they are not a one-to-one equivalent. Tell me what brought you here. Surely there is some dire goings-on for one such as you to stumble across this hidden refuge. I was told to come here by Al-Absalon. And why? Why now? I've been sitting here for a thousand years and Absalon hasn't deigned to send any messengers to me. I have... And Octavia just like... Shakes her head. I have, I have divine blood flowing through my veins, and I owe a boon to Al Absalon for giving me a a percentage, uh, a fraction of a percentage of divinity in my veins, and for that, I owe him. My obedience 
and that is why that's I not am what here. I'm asking. I'm asking why do you think he sent you now? You've lived for some time, and let's be honest, you're not the first, and you won't be the last of your kind. No, I've known yes. Al Absalon a long time. Why you? Why now? Why not ten years ago? Why not a hundred years ago? Why not five hundred years ago? Why is someone just stumbling into my chambers right now? Absalon wanted to imprison me. Why would he send someone who could free me? Why would he bring someone who could take me out of this chamber and put me to use? I don't deign to know the will of the three. It's because he needs me for something. Because I'm guessing he's letting this he's he's let this little plane of his get out of control once again, and he needs someone else to step in and clean up the mess they've caused. So what is it this time? Is it a plague? Famine? War? What's brought you to my doorstep? I don't have to answer any of your questions. But if you must know there is there is disrest and there is war on the surface and maybe my boon was being called in my chips are being called in now because of it maybe for some other reason maybe it's purely coincidence who unrest, knows you say what kind of unrest you gain nothing from by withholding information from me can I leave this discussion? Well, if you want to turn your back on the greatest power you've ever come across in your life, then sure, walk away, but I don't think you will, and I don't think you can, because you know that you've been brought here for a reason, and you know that I am that reason, because I can give you something that you don't have. Because I can make you more powerful than you are. Because I can help you face whatever it is that Absalom wants you to face. And why would you help me? I don't have anywhere else to be. As I said, I've been trapped in here quite some time. And it would just be refreshing to get out and stretch my legs a little bit. To feel something again. And what would be this help that you, by all instances, someone who has only ever been an enemy to somebody like me, what would this help be that you would bring me? Don't flatter yourself. I didn't even know your kind existed until five minutes ago. Oh, sure. I'll use my kind being a bipedal type of humanoid form. All right. Let's just say I stand in for the first elves. I'm not an enemy of your kind. You would fool all the first elves that you mercilessly slaughtered and drove to leave their own homes. I wouldn't speak so confidently about that which you know from secondhand sources. That is true. Hearsay is a dangerous fire. You might show more respect to someone who has lived for quite some time and has the power to... We could make things very unpleasant. But I don't want to do that, Octavia, because you've got some fire in you. You've got some spunk, and I appreciate that. I respect that. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I've been sitting in this dusty old tomb for longer than I'd like. And it would be nice to get out and see some 
see something, but let me tell you something else, Octavia. If you aren't willing to pick me up and put me to use, I have a feeling that someone else might. I will put you to use. Hmm. But I will put you to use not in the way that you see fit, man, but in the way that the three see fit. Of course you will. I've enjoyed our chat, Octavia, but I think I need some rest. Oh, I'm sure. It's been a while since I've expended myself in such a manner. Mm-hmm. It's been a joy. Oh, please I, do pleasure's come all mine. see me again. Until we meet again. I'm sure it will be soon. Hopefully not. Ta-ta. The dragon uh, unfurls its wings and just sort of foo, 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 soars off into the darkness. And after a moment, your vision begins to unblur and the blue-black begins to fade and reality just sort of comes crashing back in on you and Carhoon standing in front of you like waving a hand in front of your eyes. <laughs> Octavia! Hello? You in there? I'm here! I'm here! Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. You've been standing there with a blank stare on your face for like a long time. <laughs> Are you okay? I spoke with the dragon. I spoke with her. Say what now? Her name is Fumis. Uh, I spoke with her. She wants me to use her. She wants to exert power over this material plane again. She wanted information about what was going on, and I tried to be as vague as possible so that she wouldn't be like, oh yes, unrest, another time for me to assert dominion over this plane. And then she was like, everything's not as black and white as I might think it is. Maybe there's more to the story of the chromatic and the metallic warring than I had initially thought. And she was kind of demeaning, but that's okay because she's a dragon and she had never met an Asimar before, which I guess makes sense, potentially. But I don't know why there wouldn't have been any before. And oh my goodness. I'm exhausted. Well, I mean, back when the, they were around, there were only elves, so I that mean, sort of tracks. You don't look like an elf, but anyway. I mean... Just a, just a minor point. That, that makes sense, because there were no elves before. Well, I mean... Uh, uh, Canonically, you do not look... You are not an elf. <laughs> you are human angel person. I know. An Asimar can be born from any type of parent. Uh, they're typically humans. And you specifically are human, and this is Dungeon Master speaking. When the dragons ruled, there were no humans. Humans did not exist. Right. Sorry, I was just I was meaning, like, there could have been Asimar of the elves. All right. You have a belt. So... With a dragon inside it. Yeah, so I will look at my, look at this belt, and do I know anything more about it? Like, uh, nope, it's super magic. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to put it on and attune with it. Oh my gosh, I don't know, I don't know if I want to put it on. Well, you don't have to. This is, uh, the world is your oyster, you could throw it off a cliff. 
you wanted to. I would recommend against that, but you could. <laughs> Octavia's going to put it in her bag for now. Okay. You still feel it. Yeah. Like tugging at you. Just like, put me on. Come on. Just, you know, just do it. Come on. Yeah, and she does not like that. Just, it's like a pushy teenager who's trying to get you to smoke. Oh, that's <laughs> sick. It's no big deal. Just one drag. It's going to be okay. Come on. And uh, yeah, she no, she's no, she's going to put it in her bag and she is she'll turn to Carcoon. I mean, they're already facing each other and say, I think we have plumbed the depths of the chapel. I don't know why Hal Absalon is calling us to get called us to gather this this belt this artifact but we have and maybe hopefully we'll get some more information now and she is going to turn once more and look at the dragon statue and just try to memorize every carving every turn of the marble and after she finishes studying it, she is going to turn and leave the room. Okay. You leave the room and go back down the hallway. Oh, my goodness. Through the door into the big old antechamber. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you continue all the way out? We will lock the door behind us mm-hmm. and take all of the keys. Okay. And then we will continue... <laughs> Through the main corridor. Okie dokie. You head back through the main corridor. You get to this, uh, in front of you, you see this doorway where there are two dragon heads spouting mm-hmm. fire and ice, <laughs> creating this little bubble of uh, safe passage, which you can pass through should you wish. We do. And you make your way back into the the main crypt where you initially came, the little cubbyhole indentations with the remains of these individuals interspersed throughout the wall mm-hmm. and the collapsed wreckage of some other exit on the other side of the room. And then in the center is this, the floor of the Chapel of Scales mm-hmm. that let you descend here in the first place. We'll walk onto that circle again and Octavia will pull out the pendant that had turned into that geometric star form. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. she'll be like, maybe it's also the return key. And we'll put it in that, um, in that pedestal, in that groove. Okay. It fits. And after a moment, the floor begins to rise up. Oh my goodness. And you begin ascending out of this dungeon. Mm-hmm. Eventually, the floor rises up past the crypt, and you find yourself in this just, uh, for lack of a better term, elevator shaft. <laughs> you see the the dim light from the chapel high above you, and slowly you ascend until, at long last, the floor comes to settle back flush in this chapel with these murals of uh, the ten 
dragons interspersed around its wall and the two exits back into the larger cathedral behind you. Should we have checked out that collapsed corridor at all, Carhoon? Do you think there was anything else down there for us? Uh, I mean, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those, those are the kind of questions that are difficult for me to answer because the dungeon master is playing me. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, I can't really say one way or the other, but it seems like we got what we came for. We did. I can't help but deny that I'm curious, though, as to what it was that was beyond there. Yeah, I'm a bit curious as well, but... Well... I'm gonna. Uh, Octavia will take the pendant out of the pedestal. Okay. And put it back in. Put it back in. Does the floor descend? Say as you pull it out, it uh sort of reshapes back into the head of this cat. So you cannot reinsert it into. No. Even if I put it close okay. to the. Yeah. No. You. You get the impression that you got what you came All for. All right. All right. Well. There's no more need for you to be down there. Oh. Roll a perception check. Okay. Yay. First dice roll. 45 minutes in. E 14 for Octavia. Um, Your bag feels a little bit lighter. My bag feels lighter? Mm-hmm. I look in my bag. Uh, the orbs that you took and the keys are gone. Oh, no. What about my blingy chain? Your blingy chain is still there. Yay! <laughs> but the keys and the <laughs> orbs you st stole from the that first puzzle are, are gone. no longer in your bag. Oh, that's so sad. I like mementos. <laughs> well, you have a really cool memento. <laughs> but this me that memento is sentient. <laughs> Which That's is fine. Nice. That is your choice. It's nice to have unsentient mementos that you can just put on your mantle and not be like, "There's a dragon in there." True. But, uh, yeah. Okay. So you you pull out this key. It reshapes back into the cat. You realize you're missing these things that you were trying to keep with mm -hmm, you. Mm-hmm. And you also look around. Well, actually, you wouldn't be able. Never mind. You, yeah, you're standing here in this chapel, the tile like floor glinting in the light from your staff. And there are two exunts out into the cathedral at large. What do you do? Sorry, just a sec. Frying pan's being an idiot. Okay. You mean he's being a cute little dumbhead? Yeah, he was, he was getting in, in, in all the boxes. So, okay, he's done now. He was making a teeny bit of a racket. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, I just saw fry. I just saw pancake over there. She's lying next to her food. Oh, good. Oh, she's being so good. We we will exit um into the cathedral through the door that we had not. Entered into before. I think we entered into the door on the left before. Okay. And so we'll use the right door and go back into the chapel. Or, you know, the uh, the cathedral in the main room. Okay. You begin walking out into 
past uh, through this this little hallway you hadn't been in. It's an exact mirror of how you came in. It just sort of wraps around and eventually you mm-hmm. push your way through a door out into the cathedral on the opposite side. You see the the columns and the pillars lining the hall, the rows of benches and off behind you is this sort of altar area with the three giant stained glass windows of the three deities of Moir in stained glass. From the stained glass, you can see that it is dark outside. Mm-hmm. Time, you it's hard for you to judge exactly how long you were down there, but mm-hmm. it, you know you arrived in the early morning, and now it seems to be late into the night. That would make sense, yeah. Can I... I know that when we came into the cathedral, there were these mosaics of the chromatic and the metallic. Can I go to try to look at the mosaic of the blue to see if I recognize Fumis? Sure. You walk over and you look at the blue dragon. And yeah, I mean, it looks like it looks like what you saw. Wow. Holy cow. Oh, man. Carhoon's a wee bit jealous. He's like, I want to talk to a dragon. Sure. I mean, <laughs> nah, he's, he's Octavia will grab the belt and like pu- push it in front of his nose and be like, if you want to talk to her, if you want to talk to her, uh, I'm sure that you would have more intelligent things to say. I just got to babbled on and I don't have really anything to justify what I'm saying. I'm not a scholar. I don't have anything to cite to. So if anything, I'm sure she'd love talking to you. I mean, you have a wealth of a brain that she could just like talk and talk and talk at. So eh, maybe next time. <laughs> ah, I thought so. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, the dragon in the mosaic looks like the dragon that you spoke okay. to. Okay. Oh, that's crazy. Carhu and I don't know what we are supposed to do now. I mean, we kept we kept pushing, we kept going, we kept going until we got here. And then we kept pushing and going through while we were below. But I, I don't know what to do now. I, I don't know where we're supposed to go or... I mean, I know that the Lord Protector made it kind of obvious that we weren't welcome here, but I don't know if we're supposed to go back to Lake Ansel or or what. Well, I'm not sure either, honestly. All I know is we can't stay here for too much longer. We should probably be on our way. Mm-hmm. If it even is is meant that we should stay together after this, or if our purpose as a team was fulfilled on your uh, finding that belt. Of course, that's of course that's true. Yeah, I don't want to impose or, or assume that you you would need to come along or we would need to stick together or anything, of course. Well, I clearly don't have a home anymore. I'm not welcome here, so I don't really have anywhere else to go. Well, you could go back to Lake Ansel. I'm sure that the... Or I mean, I could follow around the person who has dragon soul in their belt. That sounds like a cool idea, too. That is true. You could make notes of it. I mean, as far as dissertations go, I'm sure you could publish something that no one else has ever published. This is true. (laughs) 
So maybe I'll uh, stick around for at least a little while. I'd love to have your company, honestly. This has been somewhat wild what we've seen. And it's nice having someone else there who's who's seen it. And it's be nice to not have to try to explain myself over and over again to people who don't really believe me. That's that's true. Well, what's the uh what's the immediate plan? Because from what I can tell we're still in a city surrounded by an army of orcs and goblins and what have yous. Got my house that we could probably stay in for the night, but then we need a we need somewhere to go. And maybe we could try to help. I mean Octavia will look at the belt, you know, kind of like pull open the bag, looking at the belt. Maybe we can use its power to help. Maybe, maybe it won't corrupt the wearer. Maybe this was why we were sent here, to help Montagnon, to find this power to rectify a wrong that was placed on its residence. Maybe this is a way to reverse the curse. Do you think I've hesitated wearing this carfoon because I'm I'm strong-ish? I am I have powers that an average human doesn't, but I am now old and wise. I am not learned as much as I could be. And I don't want to become the puppet of a dragon. Well, it seems like whatever you have there is pretty powerful. Yeah, terrifyingly so. And I don't know, this is a choice you'll have to make, but we did come all this way for it. So it seems like the only two reasons that we would be led to it would be one destroy it mm-hmm. or two to use it it's already hidden away but I, don't, I can't think of why we would be sent to destroy it if it seems like no one else could get to it in the first place I, I don't know you are wise and I am and I am so scared but you are right I mean it, it, with it being hidden it might as well be destroyed why call us to find it if not to use it or to destroy it? But again, if why not just leave it hidden? I don't want to succumb to her sweet words. And I don't want to lose who I am by her whisperings. So Carhoon, please, if I start being... Other than myself. Oh, I'll, I'll kill you immediately, don't worry. Okay, cool. I know you give me the silver dagger, <laughs> so let's just say that your axe can ceremonially, you know, be the equivalent type of thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, heaviness. Oof. And uh, she's kind of glad that they've... You know, they're exchanging this these kind of words because, 
you know, he has a heavy secret and she mm-hmm. now has this burden and they're kind of equals in that, equals mm-hmm. of this stuff that they have to bear. And so I didn't want to do it to please her. I didn't want her to have the satisfaction of me wearing her immediately after we had discussed how powerful she is. I I wanted her to feel disgruntled and to not be able to exert influence. <sighs> but if we could help Montignon, if by any chance her power can save a city from the monsters at the gate, if maybe even her power could help revert a curse. I don't want to be so arrogant as to say I'm above using a questionable power. (sighs) Well, all right then. And Octavia will look at the belt. It's a beautiful belt. It's a Gucci belt. (laughs) With the big G in the front. (laughs) G for Gwyneth. Gucci. And she will cinch it around her waist. Okay. You cinch it around your waist, and you feel powerful. Really? Uh, You will in about an hour. (laughs) But you definitely feel like there is some good magics in here. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So I will... Are you going to just spend an hour to attune with this belt? Well, maybe we will return to Carhoon's home and he can continue kind of tidying it up. Because it's still his home, even if he's not Mm -hmm. as welcome in this city, it's still his house. And so maybe he will, you know, continue tidying it up and, uh, you know, fixing it up from after it had been ransacked. And I will concentrate on this belt. Okay. So you guys head out of the mm-hmm. temple, the, the cathedral. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. You walk out and you swing wide the big doors and you can see in the sky. The moon is shining brightly. Mm-hmm. It's a clear night. Lots of stars uh, illuminating the sky above you. Mm-hmm. And as you begin to begin to retrace your steps and you could see uh salamans out there mm-hmm. waiting at the exit perfect he's uh he was meditating or, or something and as you sort of walk out he snaps out of it and nods at you and begins to to follow along you start heading toward the direction of carfoon's home but before you can get out of the courtyard in front of this cathedral you sort of begin to hear a low sort of thwapping, almost a vibration in the air, very rhythmic. Uh And then you hear a loud just sort of crash. Oh my goodness. To your like to your right on one side of the uh of the courtyard. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you hear another similar sort of crash off to your other side. And you you see, uh, as you turn to look at, I will, I'm going to assume you turn to look at mm-hmm, these yes. things. Yes. You see reptilian 
winged creatures descend out of the sky and just sort of crash and land. Not crash, but like land Mm -hmm. with a loud thud on tops of some of these surrounding buildings in this courtyard. You can see figures atop their backs. Oh my goodness. Sort of landing like three or four of them atop various perches around this courtyard and then you see another one of these beasts slowly descending right toward this courtyard and oh my gosh it lands directly in front of you you know across across the Mm -hmm. way so not like within five feet but like you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. 30 40 feet away Mm -hmm. it lands and you see what you recognize to be a wyvern A sort of a dragon-esque creature, but without the front legs. Mm-hmm. Just big old wings that end in hooked little claws. And you see a hulking figure on the back of it. Oh my goodness. Humanoid. Okay. But as soon as it lands, it descends and begins walking toward the group of you three. What? It's about six foot tall. It's wearing <gasps> very fine plate armor. Oh, what? fine. Okay. Yeah, pretty nice. Not super ornate, but very, very nicely crafted. On top of its head, it's wearing a helmet that in this dim light, uh, I'm just going to assume your staff still has light on it. <laughs> in this light, <laughs> you can see hour. that uh, this helmet is... It's sort of like a Batman cowl. It covers the figure's mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. upper half, casting shadows over its eyes. It's painted red, and it's got uh, like horns coming off of the back, uh. twisted horns coming off of the back. It strides forward, and after a moment, uh, two figures from two of the other wyverns on either side descend off of the backs of their mounts and start to flank this figure on either side. Roll the perception check. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, 14 for Octavia. Would Carhoon roll? Sure. That would be a 19. 19. Okay. You and Carhoon both can tell that uh, you, even from just the bottom half of the, half of the face, mm-hmm. you can see the jutting teeth and the distinctive jawline and skin coloring of an orc. Okay. In this red painted helmet walking towards you. It mm-hmm. stops about 15 feet in front of you. Wyverns penning you in on mm-hmm. all sides. Oh my gosh, what? Oh my gosh. You can't tell that it's squinting because mm-hmm. it has a helmet on. But you can just sort of feel its eyes looking each of you up and down for a moment. And then its head sort of jerks off to the left and it just sort of looks down at the ground, almost as if it's hearing something that you can't hear. And then its mm-hmm. head jerks back up to look at you. And you see the, uh, the, the tusked mouth sort of curl into a smile. And it says, hmm. What a pleasant surprise. Seems you've done all the heavy lifting for me. If you hand over the belt, I'll let you live. And it takes a step forward 
and extends a hand. What do you do? Octavia places a hand on the belt and she says, And what world would you leave us to live in? What would even be the point? All right. We can do this the hard way. It turns around and sort of snaps his fingers and two of the other figures who had descended from their wyverns begin pressing in from either side. (gasps) Ah! Roll another perception check for me, just you. Okay. 22. You hear a voice in your head. Oh no. And it's the voice of Fumis. Oh no. And she says, I can sense him. My brother. He's here. And you can see that strapped to the thigh of this orc is a (gasps) sword with (gasps) a sparkling red hilt. And we'll pick up there next week. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. A great way for us to grow and reach more people like you is for you to share us with your friends. So please tell your... Uh, RPG group about us, your colleagues, your cat, your mom, your friends, anybody, anyone you think might be interested in our story. If you want to get in touch with us, please contact us on our social media. We have an Instagram and a Twitter, and you can find us at at and a die podcast. And we try to get in touch with each person who sends us a message. Catch y'all next week. Bye.